Welcome to the Big Picture with your host, Harrison Newton. Hit the subscribe and share the word. Hello, welcome back everyone with me today. I'm so excited. I have my old manager and great friend, (laughs) Daniel Cook. So welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to have you back on the show because you have been a bit of a crowd favorite. I think it's my, uh, I think it's my swearing. I, I, I swear more than any of the rest of your guests. You know, I actually cut back the swearing. I've gone back and re-edited them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> to cut out the swearing when I'm just talking and I'm not thinking about what I'm saying too much, like how I'm saying it, rather than what I'm saying. I just swear. Yeah, it made you come off really tough <laughs> for such a kind, caring person. But it's tough <clears throat> because sometimes you hear a swear word and. I should probably swear less, but sometimes it feels right. I don't know. But anyway, Daniel, today I wanted to get you on the show because you are one of the most creative filmmakers I know, and I wanted to just talk to you about films, really. And I think a good place to start off is what you've always done, which is being a director and a filmmaker. In New Zealand, we call it the 48-hour film festival, so these teams get together and they have what two days to make a full movie so that's what you do every year so how do you make a movie in two days daniel yeah it's pretty tricky i mean it's pretty tricky it it is it is it's it's trickier than you think it is i've got a lot of practice in making short films rather than long films because i'm lazy so i don't (laughs) i I don't want to spend you know a year writing and doing a movie and things like that i want to like sit down i want to have a have an idea and and basically shit something out in the space of a day you know you know what i mean like as fast as humanly possible because i'll lose interest next week yeah (laughs) you know and so uh growing up in wellington i used to do stop go animation on a camera you know like lego or plasticine or whatever no frame by frame type stuff wow you would photograph way way back in the day and uh, i love those little lego like and and i had this weird transition where i was like ah Instead of doing it on Lego men or, or clay, I'll use real people. But instead of directing people to talk and things, I'd stop go humans. And I can't remember someone said to me, like, why don't, why don't you just record them moving? And I was like, I, I didn't think about that <laughs> for some reason. So um, I've, I've always, like, for, right from a little kid, made movies just for fun using the neighborhood kids and and stuff like that and i was always a bit of a bossy boot so it was like get them you know rally them around and be like you stand here i want you to say this and you come in here and you do this and things like that wait so you had your own video camera yeah. growing up yeah and you would make my, movies well my, my dad brought it to film christmases and things like that and i think he filmed one christmas and then i that was a, it was mine after that i just <laughs> you know he'd film some stuff my brother's rugby games or something like that but i was like no nah, this is mine now i love making movies you know and it was like it's a strange thing because it was kind of like an early introduction to management in a strange way do you know what I mean (laughs) because you've got a whole lot of little kids and to control what they're doing and and the main reason it was hard is because there was no editing back then so I'd film them doing something and And if they fucked it up (laughs) I had to rewind the tape to exactly the point where that shot started and then record over it 
and but you'd always lose oh. a few frames and it was it wasn't exact so you'd sort of you know like take through the rewind and you could you could overwrite a piece of the previous sh- shot or or oh, you know like and it was really if stressful if you went too far it was really stressful you know so it was like i was always just like ah, you know <laughs> quite aggressive but i don't know a the, good the, manager. yeah but the kids loved it you know they, they it was it was always fun to get together and, and show the video at the end i went to uh done all sorts of weird little jobs over my life but i one of the things i went to is i went to avalon film school so avalon studios in the hut down in in wellington oh nice i was actually born in lower hut oh really yeah, people oh, don't we might know have seen that. you there then. Oh, I was only there two years before coming up to Auckland. Uh, I wasn't hanging out with many two-year-old babies. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is so relieving. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I went to Avalon Film School. And while I was at Avalon Film School, the, that was when the 48 Hours first came out, which was like 16 or 17 years ago, something like that. So oh. because we were film students... And it was like, hey, there's a film competition that they've just started doing. And I can't remember who was sponsoring it. It was like V or something like that. And it was like, we should enter this thing. And I think the school paid for our entry. But we got to use all of the professional equipment. So we went and did it and we had a, a, a blast. It was really, really fun. We did a, a mockumentary. We got into the finals. Wow. I can't remember if it was that year or the year after, but one of them, uh, Taika, was in the finals with his movie as well. He did a movie by himself. Uh, what's his name? Sorry. Taika Waititi. Oh, yep. wow. So the guy that has done Boy and Thor now. Yeah, and he, he, ended up winning. he ended up winning. And you were runner-up. No, not runner-up, but just in the in the finals with him. Um, I but, could uh, see you as the next big one. Eh? <laughs> You're so, yeah, it's such a skill to do what you do. Yeah, it was, it was so... So with the 48 hours, the concept is, is that you get given on Friday night... At seven o'clock on the dot, you get someone from your team locked into a hall with all of one other person from other pe- team. So it used to be at the start, you know, before the internet and COVID and things. Uh, and they'd be given a genre, a line, a character, a prop, and, and may- sometimes like a camera shot or something like that. And you would have to, everyone would have the same line, prop, characters, things like that, but there'd only be a, s- a small selection of different genres that you'd get. So what you had to do then was you had to go away and typically, so you had 48 hours to return a final film. If you were one second too late, disqualified. Because that's what happened to you this year, wasn't it? You yeah. uh, messed up the, <laughs> the editing because you edit right down to the last well, minute, yeah, messed yeah. it up and you were disqualified. Yeah. Thanks for Rubbing that in. That that's that's yeah. great. Man. Uh, <laughs> I no, I mean, I haven't got it like a couple of times. Paper. I've done it every year since it started, and there's been a couple of times where I haven't put it in. This year it was more just technical issues because we're doing it. We did a lot of like green screen this year, so we just pushed it too far, and the computer was not liking the amount of layers and things we were doing. And so it just oh. sort of, we were like, we got to a well. point where we're like, this movie's <clears throat> shit. It's not going to win anything. Let's just go past the time and put something in we're happy with. So that's sort of how it happened. But anyway, so you go away and typically you write on a Friday night. You film on a Saturday uh, and then you edit all of Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday. So when I was younger, 16 years ago, I'd just stay awake for the 48 hours. Like, you know. Wow, and have a bender. Just have an absolute bender for the weekend and really push it. Whereas these days, because I'm old, you know, it's like you delegate certain things to to people. We've got some cool people on our team that, you know, organize things while I'm sleeping or, you know, like do rough cuts and things like that. There's some some good people I work with. When I first started, though, we were trying to win. You know, it was a it was a competition. We wanted to win, and then then Weta from Wellington and that. I remember one year they entered. I'm pretty sure it was a Weta team, and they had a helicopter shot. And I'm talking pre drones. We're talking way back in the days, and they had a a camera off a 
helicopter. Someone had access to a helicopter and they did a shot with a helicopter. I don't think the film won or anything, you know, um, but it was still just like, wow, there's no limit to the budget or the size of the team or, you know what I mean? So it used to be a bit more guerrilla. It seems a bit more prettiest camera wins these days over, over story. Because that's what I actually find really interesting. So the thing I like about the 48 hour film challenge is it's like a little experiment because you do a full movie in such a compact time and you see the full progress. And what interests me is on that Friday night, you guys uh, all have beers and you come up with even the story. Yeah. So making a movie, and maybe this is what the episode is about. It's also about how to make a movie. And on that Friday, one of the things that never gets credited for actually being labor, but is actually quite an important part is what is the story? And that's what you guys do. You have bears and you work out what the story is, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, at the start when it was like just trying to win and I was doing it with my my film student friends for the first few years, it was pretty stressful because it was like wanting to win, right? And then I started, you know, as my film student friends went off and got jobs doing film. And so I'd, I'd introduce more of my friends from when I just made movies for my own fun. And they sort of came in and now it's not professional at all. Like for the last god knows how many years it's just my mates yeah. so because it was i mean it's all over the country but because i live living in auckland i've been flying down to wellington every year and it's a good excuse to catch up with family and friends and i i fly in on the friday and this is why we have beers on the on the friday night because it's like catch up and Yay. write a story then we get to hang out and do all of this crazy ass shit and god knows what in our movies and then i bugger off again sunday night but then i have a a, a movie that we can watch you know like years later and be like i remember that weekend do you know what i mean it's like a it's like a crazy escape for for one weekend and you've got this thing that you show other people and this product yeah like a creation yeah it's twofold it's entertaining for people that weren't there and it's like a memory for people that were there you know like when someone hurt themselves because they you know you don't see it in the movie but like you know stuff like that and um usually i'll do like a behind the scenes or a bloopers or like a d i've done dvds and things like that at at times as well just a it's a fun little sort of get together but the the thing about my movies is that i've always done sort of because you're basically you do everything you're the director (laughs) writer main actor normally or one of the main actors but basically you do every stage and you're the editor normally the chief editor yeah yeah wow yeah so that's the other thing as well as i've got one other guy sam who in the last sort of 10 years has done a lot of the editing with me and he's a little bit younger, so he's got a bit more stamina. So he always does like rough cuts and effects and stuff. He's really clever. But it's it's good to sort of uh, have someone else on it as well. We've had different sort of things over the years. But for me, I always make uh, like dark comedies. Usually there's a lot of gore or like children die. Or, yeah. But, but, in, a, I know. <laughs> but in, in like a funny way, right? Like I, I, yeah. But it's, it's kind of, I like to teeter on that edge of like inappropriate and funny, you know? Yeah. Like, but the thing is, yeah. Because um, I actually want to shout it out now. Your name's Iron Nails, is don't, it? Don't tell people that. <laughs> Iron Nails on YouTube, if they type that in. Because you do have a real quirky sense of humor, and it's very Wellington. It is very Wellington. And that's the interesting thing about movies. Like, you can sort of taste where it's from. I mean, that's the kind of thing I like to watch. It's the thing I've always sort of made. And it's not high art it's it's not like the judges fucking 
don't don't like us you know what i mean like because it's not it's almost like making a mockery of how serious the competition is in a, in a way because oh, i oh because you like use not as yeah, good cameras and the, stuff. the funny thing is, is i find like auckland's a lot of the time like comedies get in as you know finalists and things like that wellington is much more about dramas for some reason so the judges always tend to pick more sort of like dramas and and you know really pretty well shot stuff whereas for me i've i prefer to go i mean for the last except for the last couple of years i've filmed on vh like standard 480p like shitty <laughs> old because i like i like the look <laughs> that, of that's, of like that's not even available anymore but i, I like the look of <laughs> It's, this is kids playing in the fucking backyard with dad's camera like I always have. And, and, and I feel it like it's my feel. style. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a strange thing. But this is where films get so complex because you realize like even the lens in the camera mm. gives the movie a feel. By that home video, it becomes much more like real lifey person documentary style yeah, it's low budget it's like when they went from film in the cinemas to like tape like home movies you can you have that different feel and that's that's the feel i sort of i don't know i, I just like it and i like really quick editing so i'm a real the movies when you put them in if, if you get in they um they play in a cinema to an audience and that's like my favorite part is going in there because you know there's a lot of first-time filmmakers or dramas and things like that and they sort of drag on a bit right whereas i'm more of a get in there punch you in the face make sure you're entertained and get the fuck out again like it's a yeah. it's a bit more you know like you Zappy. watch it and it's just over ba, and you're like ba, what the ba. fuck did i just watch right like and and that's my style and and that's what i like and it's, it's a strange thing like i do it because i like doing it and i like having these things i'm not trying to get famous or i don't do it all of the time it's like a once a year thing that i like to do but when i was in film school for my you know you have a big final project that you do right and i was like fucking hell i i want to do really well you know like i, I worked really hard at that film because I, I was really passionate about it and i was like for my final film i'm going to do a drama like i was like i'm gonna do like a weird like serious yeah. science fiction drama thing with like relationships <laughs> and Ooh, special emotions. effects and this and that you know what i mean Spice. Um, and I, it was like the one time where I've made, I feel like I've made a movie that wasn't my style. I was doing the style I thought people wanted to see as opposed to the style that I do. And I mean, everyone did really, really well as in like, I, I, I personally think the acting was good and, you know, the camera was good. I thought the special effects were good and, and stuff like that, that I did. But my teachers fucking hated it. And uh, I look at it now and I fucking hate it. You know, like it's a... Because it wasn't you it wasn't me. your medium. That's right. So when it comes to art, because I mean, it you is an art. To, yeah. It sort of has to be in your medium. Yeah. It's 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 a weird thing where I, I, I did something that I thought other people wanted. It's like doing art for other people as opposed to yourself. So when I do it for myself, it comes out. You know, and, and I don't think about how's this going to look to other people. I think more like... This is how it looks to me. Yeah, and it always gets a really good response. Whereas the one time where I went, you know, well out of my comfort zone and went, fuck it, I'm going to do a, a drama, is just such a, a flop to me. And, and wow. I, I, it's still really well put together, but it's just not me, you know. I think I, it's I find important. that so interesting because I'm going down that same path with this podcast like you communicate through different mediums and in different ways and i feel like the best way is your authentic way yeah because yeah that that's really what you're good at and how you see the world and the it's tough to copy 
It is. I'm, and I I know, like, like, my styles and the way that I do that particular type, you know, because there's all sorts of creative things I like to do. But when it comes to that movie, I know it's a it's Matt Heath or Jeremy Wells type style in some parts. It's Peter Jackson. It's, um, you know, shitty old 80s horror movies that I watched growing up. It's all, all of that sort of stuff all combined. But it's, and it's not, you know, not one single part is original, but the pieces I've taken from all of the other parts put together is my originality, you know? Wow. And that's another thing I love talking about is because everyone thinks creativity, like you have to come up with this completely new idea. But unfortunately, to come up with an idea, like it's just a puzzle of all these other ideas. Like I mm. don't think many people have been outside the realm of... Not for a long time, probably. <laughs> until the guy who made the wheel. But yeah. even even he saw a stone rolling down the hill, you know? Someone, yeah. someone just told him about that. Yeah. But that, and, and, and coupled with that is like, I've done editing work or film work or stuff, you know, like as little jobs and been paid for them and things like that. And, and it was always, um, you know, why don't you do this for a job? Why don't you pursue it as a career sort of thing? It doesn't interest me to do that as a job, and I because really well, to the, do the, the be re- a filmmaker full well, time. You say to be a filmmaker, right? So right now I am a filmmaker because I'm making the films that I like every year. But if I was doing it as a job, I I wouldn't be that filmmaker. I'd be doing a script someone else wrote. Uh, I would be doing. You know, like with this 48 hours, right, there's probably thousands of films done every year, right? So they're all aspiring directors and there's like one, you know, there's like one major event for like, New Zealand. I mean, no, no, so I mean, that- one major like, direct, you know, like we can all point to Peter Jackson and go, that's our global. And then we step down and there's a few other New Zealand directors and stuff. But it's one of those things where it's like, so, so the thing is, is that they have full creative control, right? But they would have had to have got there over time whereas for me i i don't know i have a wife and a kids so i have more important things to worry about i still do it and it's fun but i don't want to go hold a light stand or whatever forever and i'm not interested in enough in it to do a big year-long project do you know wow. what i mean like it's more like a side hobby to me than i love your style yeah. cookie i'm gutted you say that i want <laughs> i would love you to come on the show and make some films for the show well here's the thing like imagine with your cookie would you like i would love you to make a video for the show for the listeners to see they need more FaceTime. I need more FaceTime with the fans. <laughs> get the, get this bad boy out yeah, there. Yeah. It depends if the fans seen you before. <clears throat> On Instagrams occasionally. I'm oh, getting okay. better at mirror selfies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got a Facebook podcast though. <laughs> but the thing is like imagine with your podcast if someone was like no. Oh, you know, I don't I don't talk about this you know talk about something like this or or do it in a different way or bring some jokes into it or something you know what i mean you'd be like what the fuck like oh man like that's like a normal one you know but what i mean let's say if you were like doing it professionally you're going to have like you know people telling you what to do right like in a certain style like you imagine because there's money involved yeah imagine with um you know like radio djs right or you know like your famous people what about people like uh like jono and ben right like they've bounced around different radio stations they've gone from whitewashed now but that's that's the thing though right like that's (laughs) where they've cleaned themselves (laughs) but they have to because that's they've got people 
you know, they've and got sponsors, they've got, yeah, they've got target demographics, yeah. they've got all of that sort of pressure. And I'm sure people like, even with someone big like Peter Jackson, when he makes his movies, he'll still have studio pressure and things like that to do it in well, a certain way. Well, that's why the Hobbits were horrible. I actually heard a rumour. I think I should put a bit of a film rumour in New Zealand Uh-oh. around that because in The Hobbit there's a, the Battle of Five Armies, it's called the Battle of the Five Film Companies because there was like all these different film companies, there was five of them arguing so much that Peter Jackson apparently could barely do it and the previous director who was supposed to do it resigned. Mm. Yeah, so it was, it was brought So it, it is like so controlled, so by your creativity of two days... And just do it. That's just authentic, your creativity, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just fun. It's hanging out with friends. It's not a job because I think as soon as you, as soon as you're being told what to do, yeah, or you have deadline, like you know, heavy deadlines, and it's like if you don't do this, you're not going to get paid, or I don't know, whatever. It's just, I don't know. I don't feel like it's art any more. It would be, it'd be hard. It's to... It's not m- yours. No. So the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not going to ever make money from the art that I do. Like no one's interested in seeing this kind of shit right iron nails (laughs) if you type in iron nails on youtube but the is that correct no what is it no i don't want anyone to see my videos i will i don't don't ever want to get famous i don't i don't ever want people i don't want to be a name i don't want i I don't have cookie you're on the big picture mate you're halfway famous yeah but i'm here i'm here talking to you as a friend to you i'm not here like i'm gonna pimp my shit online so people see my stuff because i'm not really interested in seeing you know i know like this is how for you and the thing that you're so inc- incredible about you is you just love learning you love technology you love storytelling is it storytelling that you love it is storytelling yeah that's what films really are and i remember you telling me you don't like tv series because you sort of like films because you should be able to tell a story in that time you said yeah what is it about storytelling because is that the core of it i guess the thing is i'm i'm a little impatient and i don't like bloat you know, like I said in my movies, I like to do super quick, punch you in the face and get you out, you know. And there's this massive trend, right, where everyone's moved from watching movies to watching TV series. And it's like all of the things that happen in a season, 10 plus hours, could probably be crushed into an hour and a half movie. And they oh, fill but it they, with so much bloated and shit. And tension, just tension, tension, like game of thrones you would just feel it like it was going up steps but then a cliffhanger every time yeah but i feel like it's a bit cheating right like you imagine um you're going out on a a date with someone for the first time right and you've got an hour and a half with that person and you've got that that time to impress them and make them walk away with like a good opinion of you versus you've got them locked in a fucking room for 10 hours and you're like we're gonna sit here and talk you're gonna know everything and like you know you get somewhat of like stockholm syndrome where you're like (laughs) lead yeah so like you talk about great characters and tv series and i I don't believe they are great characters i just think that it's like you've been forced to sit with them so long that you think it's good character development but i think it's just lazy character development wow (laughs) do you know what i mean like because netflix moves to they do always do docu-series now so they'll have four episodes instead of one documentary but it's because they want the minutes watched to go up that's the measure that they measure success on the more minutes you're on Netflix, the more likely you're going to keep it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, and this is what I'm trying to do on my Instagram and podcasts and stuff, like you need to know the right medium for the right story and stuff like that. Mm. And 
and forget the waffle. I feel like that's what you've always taught me. Forget the waffle. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, obviously. There are some good series out there, but it's like, and there are shit movies as well, but it's just like, if you can care about a character as much in an hour and a half as you do that you've watched three seasons, 30 something hours of, of a character, you know. Familiarity plays a part. Almost. But, it, but it's probably also part of, people filling in time as well you know like you come home after work and you just blob and you turn on the tv and you watch so many episodes of something and oh, i don't i don't know yeah why people because do it, it's but. almost comforting i feel <laughs> yeah. like half of tv is just to feel like someone else is in the room yeah you know? yeah, yeah. oh yeah i'm sure lots of people come home and just turn on the tv so it's on in the background right so there's noise do you know what's my favorite sort of tv it's it, it sort of social comedy situational ones like the office or even friends but like in these ones where there's another new one called superstore but basically it's just humans in a room yeah but the the difference i I don't know about superstore but i know with friends in the office there's a, a light continuous story going on in the background but every episode could be watched in isolation and yeah. you'd still get something good out of it. That's not what modern TV series are like. They're like, if you miss an episode, you're screwed. You, you're not going to keep up with the story. Oh, my you, God. Do you know what I mean? Whereas those older shows now were more like... Tasty every episode. And that's because the way you consumed it, you'd come home after work and you'd you know, put on the TV. You weren't there every night of the week. But on TV series now, you watch it and you can resume it. Yeah. And watch it at your leisure. So... Yeah, and it's how we're and, and, filming is changing, and and like you're saying, it is about keeping people on that service. Isn't like, oh, I spend so much watching this, I'm going to keep paying for it, right? And so you is need that to keep... really the measure they should be using. But anyway, well, yeah, because it's revenue. How much money are they making? Right, keeping more people on it. But surely it's like satisfaction. But I, I feel like Let, let's people... say like um Disney Plus, right? Like if you if you went and subscribed to Disney Plus when it first came out, lots of people subscribed to that, watched a few movies, a few, I don't know, the, the Mandalorian or whatever, and then were like, I can only spend, like, I don't watch this anymore. I'm going to can oh. the thing, right? So you need to keep them, they need to keep the contact there, uh, content and keep it addictive. If you watch an episode of Friends or Office or something where it's like in isolation, you're not going to be like, oh, I need to watch the next episode because it's, it's consumed in a different way these days, you know? And so they need to make those TV series that sort of go, you need to watch the next season, next season. It keep you subscribing to the service, you know? And I feel like this is getting quite trippy, but it t- we're almost talking about how our mediums of communication change mm. over time. Because, like, this whole digital age, like you said, it's it's changed how we're telling our stories and how we're consuming it. No ads longer series and i guess with that we on netflix we get less local content yeah and that's probably the most painful part in my opinion is that if you if you do look at things like netflix they have pretty much no local content and all of history is wiped out you know like you can't you can't just watch country calendar (laughs) well just anything really like like back in the days with the video stores when there'd be 10,000 videos or something and they'd have oh. everything from all in the past and everything like that whereas on Netflix now they might have 3,000 films less than and that th- they yeah, would probably have less like than that. a thousand maybe. which means you know the art of of movies in a way is something that's going to disappear right like and we're, we're losing be... our history and yeah without there being a New Zealand voice on it then our children 
uh, and and us are only seeing people overseas. You know, like you're not and then seeing. And it changes our culture because what you see is what you do a lot of mm-hmm. the time. Of course. So over the years, as we've consumed more American TV than English TV, we've become more American. Yeah. I would say we're a lot more American now than 30 years ago, and oh, a large part of that would be because completely. of friends in yeah. the office. And, and even in saying that, like the TV I remember watching when I was growing up was New Zealand or British, not really too much American. Like That never really interested me. It was like the American stuff would be like yeah, action programs or, I don't know, Baywatch or Knight Rider or something like that. You know, it was more just, I don't know, Blackadder or just like this weird sort of British uh, humour would, we would always be watching uh, with Doctor Who or, or something, right? I, I don't know. It's just not really in the mainstream anymore. It's more, it is more American and it is more, it's online as well. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, and I feel like we, we don't have many heavy hitters on YouTube or anything. Hmm. We got like how to dad. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it is hard, like, because you are talking about a, a massive, massive audience. But in saying that, like, there's still lots of New Zealand YouTubers out there that have, you know, massive audiences that are not necessarily in New Zealand as well, you know. Um, wow. But it's just, I don't think, I, I think maybe they appeal to more to people outside of New Zealand than they do inside of New Zealand for some reason. <laughs> I know. It's like, it feels sort of weird watching content uh, on the internet with New Zealand accent. Mm-hmm. Like, probably even this podcast, to some people, it's like, oh, like this guy could be around the corner. Like, this guy's voice is too, I don't know. Like, uh, the, the most podcasts is all American podcasts, mm-hmm. basically, the, the would s- dominate New Zealand right now. The struggle is going to be, how do you, how do you change that? How do you get New Zealanders to view New Zealanders? Because it's no longer a matter of going, okay, we've got channel one, two, three, let's just chuck more New Zealand content on channel one, two, three, because it's not as simple as media is consumed these days. There's, there's no one clean way of making sure that New Zealanders see New Zealand content. I mean, a lot of people still do just watch one, two, and three, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> The filmmakers are fucked. It's too. We need incubators. We need incubators. So that's why I'm pulling you in, Cookie. You're the film guy. Oh. When the big picture starts doing, because you know, do a vlog. Uh, when the big picture gets going, you, I will give you free reigns to make movies. <laughs> I want to see the creation. And you can teach me how to make movies, and I will try and and make some. See, I I like. Can uh, you teach me how to make a movie? That'll be yeah, good. I, good I, I like. I like. See, that interests me. I like teaching. I like showing other people. I like, you know, taking my experiences and skill and passing them on to someone else. I love that. That's but, why you um, are such a good manager. <laughs> but I don't like the idea of being given free reign and to make something for other people to see. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, oh. yeah. Wait, what? What do you prefer? You like helping others, not doing it yourself. <laughs> i mean it has to it has to be it has to be something that strikes me and that's why it's so good about the 48 hours for me is because that it, it scratches short. my itch once a year once a year where i get to go oh yep okay. it's the you know i get to be a little bit creative and then i can go back to crunching numbers but even in even in saying that in my day-to-day job crunching numbers i you know even though i'm a data person i use that storytelling skill to tell stories with those numbers and i i feel like that's kind of what makes me a bit more unique in my field is the fact that i do use do tell stories using numbers as opposed to just using the numbers you know 
it's it it's incredible because I feel like that's it, and it gets back to in my job with you. I would make presentations to present sort of marketing strategy and stuff, and basically it was a storytelling job. Mm-hmm. So I'd use data points to tell a story about what's going on. And that's exactly like telling a story, you know, in a conversation or a speech or like it is a real skill storytelling. And it is something that I'm having to learn a lot about now, now that I'm doing the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, how do how do you tell a story? Like when you actually think about it, it's like, wow, that's a lot. It is. It's a tricky thing. Where do you thing. start? Well, it's... <laughs> It's one of those things that you just... Do you just turn the camera on? No, you just... You, you, it's just practice. You do it enough, you get enough feedback, and you just shape what you do. And um, I do, you don't have to really get verbal feedbackers, and you don't have to say to people, hey, here's my art. What did you think of my art? But it's like, you can kind of tell when people watch your stuff, you know, what was a hit, what was a miss, and you can you can see it yourself as well after the fact, you know give something a, a week or two to sort of mellow out of your head when it's all exciting and new and then you watch and you go yeah that was that, that's fucking shit you know like I, I didn't like that i i liked this or, or whatever so it's it's just repetitive it's like anything in life the more you do it the better you get at it you know wow okay so i'm gonna start making some films for the show uh but on instagram <laughs> and you can ha- help advise me yeah. So you just got to help with this. So when I'm bumbling around, and actually, while we're just to to come back full circle, this 48 hour film festival, I've been harping you for the next couple of years. But next year you do it. Can I please come down and do it with you? <laughs> and I will record it for the podcast. Join the merry crew. Yes. And I will be the um, documentary and I'll do my own side documentary maybe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of your one and that can be my project. Yeah. That'll be good. (laughs) That'll be real good. Yeah. So I think that's got everyone tingling about the film industry. (laughs) 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 Okay. I mean, look, I'm not in the industry. I... But it's exciting the way you present it. The fact that as a kid you just got behind the video camera and you did it is so exciting because, to be honest, everyone's phone's good enough to make a movie now. The yeah. camera oh, yeah. and the audio, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, and you can do, I mean, you know, with online learning on YouTube and stuff, you can learn about color correction and bits and pieces. So all of the downfalls of having just a shitty phone lens, you can you can really soften those edges using any old computer equipment these days. It doesn't really, you know, cost a lot of money to make something even on a phone look pretty good. So yeah, it's like the, the cost barrier is just not there. When I was a kid and I had a camera, like no one had cameras. Like it was it was a bit of a weird thing. But everyone's got cameras now. But I, I haven't really seen a you know an upsurge of people making short films or anything. It's more they make you know YouTube content of day to day type stuff than opposed to telling stories. It's a little bit different. Okay, well we're gonna work something out. So I guess this is a great place to wrap it up because we gotta. A few takeaways, and I know it's super exciting, so thanks for coming on, Daniel. This has been a great episode. No worries. Hopefully I don't swear too much. No, <laughs> not once, and I look forward not to it. <laughs> <laughs> that is very unlikely. <laughs> and I look forward to recording the 48-hour film festival and coming down, so that's something to look forward to. It is probably a while away, but 
that's something cool so thanks everyone thanks for listening keep sharing the word and this channel is just growing and growing so let's keep doing that now it's full time because this is so fun and i got a lot of things coming down the pipeline so i've been working hard on the side so let's do it guys have a great week that was the big picture hit the subscribe and share the word